0: Hello and welcome to episode 2 of the Grass and Gravel podcast. This week we'll be taking a look at the Champions League games as well as the weekend's Premier League games and have a look at the current problems at PSG and Everton. We'll be also reviewing our thoughts on the F1 preseason test at Bahrain. I'll be your host, Joe Keane, and I will be joined by a resident expert and chief editor from the pitch sider, Mr Gr- Toby Green. Hello there, mate. And this week we'll be joined by our first special guest, Mr. Aaron Gummer.
1: Hello, hello, hello. How are yeah, we? Good doing it, thank you, thank you, pleasure, pleasure is all mine.
0: Should we get on with the football news? Let's do it for this week. Uh, this week we start local to us in Sutton. Uh, Sutton got a win in the Papa John's Trophy against Wigan on penalties. I think it ended one all and. Uh, South Sutton United's keeper set, made a save in the penalty shootout which sends them to Wembley and they now face Rotherham United I think this is the first time they've actually gone to the New Wembley I think they went to the old Wembley four times but this is the first time they've been to the New Wembley Any
1: thoughts? No, it's always good to see a, a local team to us do well very exciting hopefully they they can put it through
0: yeah all the best for the final yeah yeah yeah, they look to be doing quite well and hopefully push on to promotion hopefully have a good season so we do wish them well and good luck um following on from last week um there's now been sanctions put on chelsea by the government so they are not allowed to sell match day tickets following on from 10th of March any sales made from the 10th of March or merchandise shops have been closed Um Roman Bramovich has been stopped as being the director of Chelsea and look to looks to be selling more quickly any thoughts
1: yeah it's, it's- I mean, yeah, it's, there's a host of of sort. It's worrying, isn't it? Worrying it is worrying, but I you think know, it was the right thing to do for the government to sanction him in some form. And obviously, Chelsea is a asset he owns, mm. so there were always going to be some sort of sanctions on the club. Yeah. Um. So I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I hope that yeah, the club can get sold because Percek did an interview today. I think with Sky. Mm-hmm. but it seemed he said if the season can be finished which was quite concerning yeah it is yeah um so tough times for Chelsea but yeah if, I mean basically there's one solution which is to sell the club and find a buyer and by all kinds of interested parties so it's just more of a case of or not it can be sold yeah
2: this period between selling the club and and now is the real turbulent period there's a lot of question marks on how they're going to go to Champions League games in Europe, and uh, how they're going to pay for accommodation and pay for their their players' wages and and their staff wages as well. So there's a lot of question marks on that. And uh, it, in the best interest of the club, it's if they get sold as quickly as possible, that's the best outcome.
1: Yeah, and it's not just you know about the players as well and everything. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they'll be fine if they yes, yeah, hundreds of staff associated. It, the yeah, club. there's about like eight hundred staff there who are on you know wages similar to to me and you and yeah. average people you know mm. people are on that their club for money and there's community work and you don't want to see obviously there's you know tribalism and everything associated with that but I don't think anyone wants to see a club go bust no. if you know at the end of the day
0: no especially a um, big club like Chelsea
1: any club really no I don't think the size no I don't want to see Derby go bust either I don't want to see Wigan you know I think they were having struggles at one point yeah. you don't want to see <laughs> you know, community sort of cornerstones go bust and hopefully a buyer can be found. I have a feeling that it, it will be and it will get sold, but... Just how long it's going to take. This, yeah, in this short-term period is, is going to be tricky.
2: And we can't forget, it also affects the, the women's team as well, which are going yeah, through does, the same sanctions. Does. So that's really not good for the it women's is, game, which is, at this point, yeah, especially since Chelsea are the...
1: Yeah, one of the best teams who take it seriously. <laughs> yeah, that is true. So, yeah, it's not. You a know, good don't want that to to fall away either. Although, to oh to the quote, both Emma Hayes and Thomas Tuchel have been outstanding throughout this
3: yeah entire situation,
1: situation the way they've spoken about it. So, massive kudos to to both of them and the players as well, because both teams of women's and men's have. have performed admirably and seemed to be getting on with things on the pitch and not letting it, you know, distract them too much. Yeah, but you can't doubt that there will
2: but be doubts in their minds going forward and No, they'll be massive. And,
1: and again, they'll need, you know,
2: reassurances of
1: if they'll be able to... I think it's still, well, it's been just over a week, just under, when was the, it was Thursday, wasn't it? Yeah, it the was Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. So it's still very early on. We're talking on Sunday as of recording now, so... I mean, a lot can change and I don't know who knows why tomorrow. Maybe the situation will be entirely different. It needs to be moving on a day-to-day, minute day, minute-by-minute day. basis. Yeah. yeah, but we will have to see what happens. I guess. Yeah, it's, it's it. worrying time so for for Chelsea Football Club.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah, very worrying for fans and staff members. Yeah. Should we move on to Champions League?
2: Yes, there. It's been an
0: interesting week. Yeah. Yes. Actual football. Actual football. Um, we start on Tuesday. Um, Bayern Munich 7 1 um, against FC Red Bull Salzburg. Lewandowski getting a hat trick. I believe it's the quickest hat trick from starting a game in the starting 11. Yep, yeah, that's true. In the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it also qualifies for the perfect German hat trick, which now, if you don't know what that is, it refers to when a player scores three goals in a row in one half without a without a half time break or a goal being scored by another player. Ha, huh, didn't know that. I'm saying no everyday. Yes. Um also Thomas Miller got two goals. First leg was one all.
3: Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean,
1: it it's a shame because it was set up, you know for the the miracle, you know, victory, yeah, the miracle. Salzburg did not; it did not happen. Well, and that, to their credit,
2: they did get as far as any Austrian team has done in in history. Or as the no, they
1: did very well, and they, they shouldn't be ashamed of, of their performances. And, you know, obviously, they you know it was a heavy loss, but Bayern are a great team. I mean, one of the favourites to win the whole thing, mm, and they held their own
2: in the first leg and looked like real, yeah. real challengers for that.
1: Absolutely, held their own. Um,
2: but it's just just normal uh, Bayern, really. Just played exquisitely well. Lewandowski yeah, showed roof, class.
1: Yeah, ruthless finishes, you know, I think they la- took pretty much all their chances. Yeah, they lined up with almost five
2: five attackers. And now Brie Muller, Sané, Komen, Lewandowski, It's they really went out for attack and it, it paid off massively. It was a great game to watch.
0: He's, it's Lewandowski was his 100th start in the competition as well. So, to get a hat-trick as well. Mm, I
2: think he's like 5th in the record for Champions League goals at the moment.
0: Yes, yeah, I think he is. And I think also Muller has um jump on jumped up on that yeah he's,
2: i think he's on the top 10
0: also the other game that day was liverpool versus inter milan uh liverpool actually lost that game but did go through i dipped in and out of this game um looked looks like sent looked like inter milan were given them liverpool a pretty good game and then sanchez got sent off turned the tides and they weren't able to inter milan weren't able to go and get that Second goal, which they needed to take it to extra time.
2: Yeah, it was a good goal by uh Latorre Martinez. I just think maybe in the first leg, uh, Inter should have challenged a bit more. They were capable of doing it. You saw in this game, they were capable of doing it. It's just that yeah. that red card,
1: difficult to come back
3: from 2 0.
1: And it is, yeah, with a man down after the red card, it was game over. Although Liverpool well, did, I mean, they hit, hit the, the bar with post twice. It was a competitive game, so they had it. Yeah, it was, yeah, always going to be tricky for Inter to come back from 2 nil down. Especially at Anfield. Yeah.
0: Should we move on to PSG versus Real Madrid? PSG went 1-0 up. um, And then in comes Benzema and scores a hat-trick in 17 minutes and makes them win. That goes through Real Madrid, pull it back from losing 1-0 in the first leg. And they come behind and go through. Yeah, it was class coach.
2: goal by uh, Mbappe in the
1: first leg, uh, first half. Yeah, he scored um, a really good disallowed goal as well. <laughs> he did, yeah. I, the first half, the was best, I think PSG's. the best disallowed goal of the season, maybe. Yes, yeah, I at, at the Ballon d'Ors, but yeah, there might be a new category for that. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean,
2: first leg, is definitely it's, PSG. First half, they they're the better team. It's not
1: the first time they've done it. It doesn't seem like it's going to be the last time they're going to do it. But they were playing so well in the first half yeah. and the last in The first leg as well,
2: mm, and then there's just a turning point half time.
1: You wonder what happened. They just had a complete collapse. I don't know, yeah, it's difficult. It's a mentality issue because it's it, personnel wise. I mean, they've got Neymar, Messi, they've Mbappe, got, they've got which a aside from their squad. quality, you know, you'd think they've all been there, done that. Messi's what won the Champions League twice, three times, yeah, twice, I think. yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um.
1: And Vartan, you know, arguably the best player ever, massive experience. Yeah,
0: well, they have got—they
1: were saying that players it's... like Marquinhos and where well, he looked you know, to be—he looked, Marquinhos looked—he was at fault for the third goal. <laughs> Shaky, yeah, yeah, but it was tricky, and it's you know that's basically their season done now. You know, they've out of the French Cup. They're they probably will win League, or they're will yeah, League they're One. They definitely win League One. Yeah, it's still well clear. But their season relies on the Champions League and. They just seem to. I don't know. They had two good seasons where they they got to the obviously to the final, lost to Bayern in the semi-final as well, put one 0 and then yeah, and then semi-final didn't really trouble Man City too much in those games, though. You'd have to be honest.
2: No, no it's
0: an it, I, I was going to say. I think there is some. I think there's bigger problems at PSG because even though they are running away of the league, they've um, lost their waveform form this season. It's really poor because they've lost. Um, nine games against the nine top teams in League at the moment. Mm. They they just haven't. I don't know whether it's an issue with Pochettino or whether it's higher up or just a I mentality. Think, uh, I, think I
1: think so because they've had previous. You know, you know, the famous six-one in Newcam after they won the first leg like, four-nil. Ramontado, I think it's called. You know, did Liverpool last minute, Manchester United as well, Rashford's last minute penalty Mm, a couple of seasons ago. So this is not, you know, a new phenomenon for PSG, you know. Aside from the final, really, and I guess arguably last season, they haven't, you know, the collapses have kept on coming. This is just the latest one. I don't think we can really blame Pochettino.
0: Well, I've been been doing some stats. Um, I've been doing some maths. So So Pochettino's played... As of that Champions League game, he played 73 games and has 30, uh, 73 games with 13 losses in all competitions. Um, and that gives him a win percentage. He's got a win percentage ratio of 65.27%. That's pretty good to be fair. If you compare that to. Thomas Tuchel who's played 75 games out of that game he's lost nine games so he's win he's win percentage at Chelsea is 62.67 at the moment different They're leagues though isn't it different leagues but I do also did look at Pochettino's Spurs stats as well I mean it's a different team but yeah, he's 54.27.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a different, spurs. different um, quality of composition in France. I think with the issue of PSG in general was that when you build a team of superstars, a bit like um, Real Madrid, the Galacticos, it's it's harder and harder to manage them and create an identity that you can uh, instill on the There's team. There's so much
1: ego in that team. Yes. With just enough on free alone. Forgetting, yeah, you know. yeah. Donna Ramos. It's sort of a curse, cursed, cursed job to,
2: to manage them. You know when Poch came in, he no. wanted to to play a certain way, but it's it's impossible with PSG. We, I mean, even
1: Tuchel, who had the most success, you know, probably of the reason Manchester getting to the final, you know, eventually he fell out of the board. And, you know, yeah, he, his win percentage he goes too much.
0: His win percentage at PSG was 74.8%. So it's nearly okay, about 8%, yeah. or nearly 10%
1: difference in the games. If but then even like, you know, win percentages, I get what you mean, but. It, you know, it's hard to compare to the, is the, is the game in the Champions League. That's what PSG care about. That's what their mm. owners care about. They don't really... I mean, I doubt they cared too much that they didn't win the league last season. They were probably more concerned that they got knocked out by City in the semi-final. Yeah. they like, only got eyes for one prize. Uh, and it's just in these big games when the pressure's on, PSG crumble. can't seem to handle it. Even when, you know, in a game they had total control. What was it 17 minutes you said, the hat-trick? Yes. You know, it's... I mean, they collapsed. The last goal, especially Benzema's third. I mean, it was about twenty seconds after the second from kickoff. Yeah, and they had the ball. They gave it away. Sloppy play. Marquinhos more or less passes it to Benzema, who's a very good finish. You have to give credit. Mm, you know? Shocking defender. And on Benzema as well. He has been absolutely incredible since Ronaldo's left. Yeah, he's I think he's moved now got more goals um, than Ronaldo since Ronaldo left.
2: Um, Yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: Real Madrid, I think there's only one in it, but still more, and it shows that uh, perhaps Ronaldo's missing Real Madrid more than Real Madrid is missing Ronaldo, potentially.
2: Possibly. I've heard in recent. Possibly. uh,
1: Although they did win three Champions Leagues when he was there and haven't come close since. Maybe that's that's not quite fully
2: true. Yeah. Uh, Recently, uh, the PSG ownership have had a a meeting in Doha between, uh, I think, Poch's representatives were there and. Khalifi who was the president basically just slating them for all their performances in the the Champions League because that's obviously all that they need to do is progress and win it because that's what their investment has been all for um so mm-hmm. you got
1: Ideally they wanted their team to win it before the World Cup coming up next yeah, year now, Yeah. that's just the last chance
2: so you got to think that Poch is is pretty certain to leave at the end of the season uh. and maybe they'll get a new president now because the whole project is is a failure. And everybody's oh, saying happy, as well, yeah. there's a lot of reports that Messi is not happy there.
1: Um which No, uh, well the whole situation, them. I think I heard there was a report as well that Leonardo and Khalifi went into the referees room. Yeah, I heard that and one of and, them and, assaulted the ref yeah, or I think he broke some of some equipment or something. Um I don't think there was any violence, like physical violence towards the uh the referees either way, it doesn't look really or, uh, does it? It doesn't look great. And I think it speaks a lot to the problems of that club. You know, the leadership are not in control. They're not football Players don't really seem that committed to the project of PSG. I think most go for the payday, if we're being honest. Maybe some of the French players. You know, I think Mbappe is a Paris fan growing up. So perhaps that's a bit different. But even then, he wants, you know, he's almost certainly Real Madrid-bound at the end of the season. So he's obviously not fully behind the project or believing in the project.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of question marks still around the whole team. And do you think? Do you think? A lot of,
0: you think like players like Mbappe? I know he's a boyhood fan, but do you think he just he went there because it was a step up, step up for Monaco, win a few trophies? Well, yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah. Just oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. But you don't go yeah, to it's not- PSG not to win stuff especially the Champions League. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he had the ambition that he was going to win. On Champions paper,
1: League. it's a very, I think it's an appealing move, you know. Paris is a nice city. It's obviously a very rich club. They can pay you a lot. You know, you have the chance to play with other world-class players and, in theory, challenge for big trophies. You guaranteed the, the league. I mean, the they dominate. Yeah, you're mm. almost guaranteed to win the Cup as well. Obviously, that hasn't worked out this season. You get silverware. So you win the league last season, but more or less, you know, you win. You do you're win trophies. You pretty much guaranteed trophies. You just look at Thiago Silva's trophy cabinet for evidence of that. Mm. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, you know, on paper, they should have won, given the squads they've had in recent years. They should have won. Because, you know, if you get as well, Ibrahimovic has been there. They've had massive players. Yeah, on oh, they... you know, pre-this current, you know, Assembly line. It's not really worked out, Mm. and I think it's more to do with a lack of a plan to create an actual team rather than just buy superstars. Yeah,
2: it's coupled by the fact that they lost, uh, that they won against Real Madrid in the first leg. Sort of makes it a bit more sour for them. If they just played a little bit better, if they held on in the second half, they would have gone through. So.
0: Yeah, it doesn't bode well. Even the... even Sergio Ramos hasn't I mean he, I know he's been injured
2: a lot but he he's hasn't been even... a, a terrible signing for them basically. It's on a lot of money. I wish it doesn't really concern them but he hasn't played. He's had injuries of all sorts, particularly knee injuries and mm. uh, I imagine he'll leave soon, maybe go to the MLS or something but that's been bad no. Well,
0: even that's where Messi's linked to go to, isn't it? Into Miami. Uh,
1: well, Messi's name was all got booed in the recent 2-0 win. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. In the league after they after some goals. So the fans aren't happy. You know, understandable. Yeah,
0: definitely. definitely. One other Champions League game this week, um, which, I'm, unless you're a City fan or Sporting Lisbon, it was actually a good, res- good result for Sporting Lisbon, to be fair. 0-0 draw. City looked... A, Put out a fairly strong team and then sort of bring on most of their kids under twenty threes. Yeah. Did anyone?
1: I don't think anyone in the world watched this. Game. I'm not convinced a single person. No, I reckon you support either game. Teams, Yeah, so. I reckon if you support either of them, the teams, you did. But yeah, mate, I don't know. Even then, there was nothing Pierce. at stake. In this nothing game. happened in that game. I reckon even a lot of fans might have switched over. It was didn't know when you're flying PSG Madrid. Yeah, but no, I mean, City. You know, I think they're the odds-on favour to win it. They put out a B team. They still look pretty comfortable, uh, and I think this. I I don't know. It's hard to bet against City this year, uh, in my opinion, for the Champions League. I think. Yeah, yes. I think Bayern. Unless, up there as well. unless Guardiola, you know, has one of his managerial meltdowns where he decides to change it for no apparent reason in a big game. Yeah, remove the defensive midfielder. Yeah. totally possible. You never know with Pep, but um, I mean, who are we to tell Pep Guardiola how to manage, I suppose, but equally. Yeah. I think this will be City's here in the Champions League. I just
2: want to shout out Lisbon's um, manager, Ruben Amorin. He's definitely one for the future. And taken Lisbon to their first title and I think it was 19 years last season so mm, I think
1: young up and coming.
2: yeah so I think he's off to do good stuff in the future maybe in the Premier League who knows hopefully oh, or
1: okay. oh, there'll be a few Cubs looking yeah I know United yeah.
2: were rumoured to, to be looking at him yeah. maybe it's a little bit too early in his career but yeah, definitely want to keep an eye on uh, shall we move to Premier League
0: yeah let's do it um, there's been a few Premier League games two basically two rounds fixed for most for a couple of the teams start at Wolves. They've, they've actually had two good wins recently, um, beat in Watford, and I think it was 4-0. Yeah, it was a good game, 4-0. actually,
2: for them.
1: Um, Watford own worst enemies at some point now. Watford is um, We'll get on to them a bit later, because they won today, but in that game... Yeah, if you
2: saw the awful. goal by Ruben Neves, it's definitely goal of the month, if not contender for goal of the year. It was a beautiful chip over uh, Ben Foster. Made it look very average as a keeper. Actually, it made Watford in general look really average. Well, Ben Foster made himself look very <laughs> average. And yeah, he passed it straight out from defence, and that yeah. you'd think he'd be a lot more. He's got a great
1: he, YouTube channel, but he's really bad. <laughs> his yeah,
2: what well, he's experienced, you'd think it'd be a lot better than that. But Watford is yeah free falling at the moment. Their manager does not inspire any confidence in in the fans, or let alone the players. I imagine. Um, Defensively, they're on 22 points at the
1: moment It's worrying though, it's but not enough It is it's, worrying I, I think Burnley on 21 behind them, but they have two games in hand And Everton have I think, got three games in hand but They're
2: also on 22 points Yeah, but they're losing every game Everton as well
1: Leverton. We'll go on to them later But yeah. Everton, oh a yeah. <laughs> whole different story
2: um, while, we're
0: still, while we're talking about Watford We might as well talk about their win they had today was a 2 1 over Southampton.
1: Yep, yeah. Yeah, very average Southampton performance. Quite, you know, they're in good form recently. Quite surprising. But yeah.
2: Southampton can either
0: be really there.
1: good or really bad,
2: though. There's not much yeah, in between. They them.
1: did not click for them today at all. But credit to Watford, they, you know, deserved winners. Yeah, the Kuka yeah, Hernandez. Big score. three points for them. Yeah, they have um, climbed
0: above Burnley in the league as well.
2: The thing is, any of these teams can stay up. It's just finding that a short run of form that they can leap out of the relegation zone with. Right. That's the difficult thing,
1: though. Just look at leap At the parcel. moment, it looks like, looking at the table, it looks like Leeds downwards, probably five teams. I mean, Norwich are probably gone, so maybe four teams for two spaces. Yep. Potentially Brentford, if, but then they started to pick up a bit of form. Yeah, to Tony starts to scoring them, again, so, so I think they might they be They should be fine. I know, Newcastle, even though they lost today, should also be okay. Yeah. Uh, well clear on 31 points now.
0: Probably the biggest game of the weekend is Man United versus Tottenham. You both watched this game. Yes. Um, I've only seen the highlights. So uh, Ronaldo did score. His first goal was really good, actually, for outside the box. Um, They're all quite good, to be fair. I'll let you two go on this one.
2: Yeah. So I went into this game not very optimistic. I thought Tottenham would win. And in in the whole of the game, I think Tottenham were the the most dominant team in possession. Um, They probably had more chances, I'd say. Ronaldo was quite clinical. I think he had five chances, three goals. Sancho played quite well. Uh, so did Fred. But the the main concern and the, the overriding issue was the defence of United. They were absolutely the, the bo- diabolical, especially Maguire, which is kind of expected. But there was sort of a, a period in time where United found a lot of space in between the Tottenham's defence and midfield. So they exploited that quite well. They weren't compact enough, Tottenham. But it was a good game for a neutral in particular. Um, Good. To see Ronaldo getting some form. Uh, he's now the actually the highest top scorer in competitive competitions, beating Joseph Bicam. So that's another one of his stats up there. Although we, we yeah. don't know about um Pele, he's probably got over a billion goals. <laughs> depends
1: depends out, depends how generous you want to go. Depends count. who you ask, really. Yeah, I mean, it was a game of two out of form teams. I mean, I think top Spurs work hard, there's now Lost, win, lost, win, lost, win. Mm. You know, incredibly inconsistent. United have been in pretty poor form. Neither team played particularly well. No, United were awful. I would say. Team. Yeah, for, if it wasn't for large parts I know it's back game. to that Ronaldo debate. I guess without Ronaldo, you know, you probably lose this game. Easily, easily. But then um, arguably over the course of the season, it's still, I think, up to debate whether he's been a. A good signing for Manchester United. I did.
2: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people say.
1: Well, at what he adds, if he does, does he not take away more? Or it's tough to say. In this game, he was good. So we have to give him credit where he's due. But it seems like when things don't quite go well, which they haven't always a season for United, he is the first one to almost give up. Yeah, on, on so,
2: I mean, it's hard because he is sort of treated as a scapegoat sometimes, even when he does play well. He, the issue is. Or the, the perceived issue is that he doesn't run around a lot. He's not mobile, and he just slows down the attack and um, potency that we have for counter attacks. But when he's like scoring and he's clinical, you don't need that mobility um, as much. Um, and it, it showed in this game because. He wasn't offering much apart from those goals, which were a lot. But outside of that, he wasn't pressing. He wasn't running down the ball.
1: Actually, I think the situation was those because you bought Ronaldo, you know, through opportunism, not through a plan. Oh, yeah. And yeah the way absolutely. that United were selling the play wasn't a way that, you know, was going to benefit Ronaldo. But that's not exclusive
2: Ronaldo. to Ronaldo. That's every single player United bought for the last 10 years or so. There's no plan around it. It's just they're available They. I don't know, the board just likes a look at them. That is true. Trying to squeeze true. them into um, the team.
0: We're just, just backing up, um, just, I suppose, food for thought. Ronaldo is currently second in the top scorers for the Premier League with 12 goals. He is joint with uh, Jota and Mane, but he has more assists. So that's put him up higher in the
1: league. That yeah. is true, but United are fourth, probably fifth, because I think Arsenal we are playing our winning and have 50 games in hand on everyone else for some reason. So, yeah, Ronaldo's had a good season, but United are not having a good season. And normally, I think that's the main issue in this sort of debate surrounding Ronaldo. So, yes, he is playing well, and... You know, he's scoring all these goals and he got a hat trick yesterday, and he, he definitely won United that game. But United are probably worse than they were last season, if we're being completely no, honest.
2: I agree. I agree on that sense. Last season, we played a lot more ta- uh, counter attack in style, more pragmatic mm. style, because that's all we could do, really. We didn't have the ability to play with the ball to our feet in possession. And this year, we sort of transitioned or attempted to transition into a more possessive style of play, but it hasn't really worked out. We haven't got the players for it. We haven't got the manager here long term enough to sort of transfer the um, the tactical where you, style.
1: Where do you stand on the the manager debate of Manchester United? We saw, you know, Mika Richards and, and what get uh, into it after the after the Manchester Derby. But if you should have gone for Antonio Conte. Uh-huh. Or if the plan was to wait for Pochettino or Ten Hag or mm. Should they bother even going for Ralph? Is there even a plan? Is, where do you... I think
2: when they sacked Solskjaer, they sort of panicked. They Put off as long as possible after that Liverpool game, and then after that Watford game where they lost 4 1, and the situation became untenable, they realized that Watford's only
1: home win of the season. No. Yeah, yeah, it was... <laughs> <laughs> it was the
2: worst, it was worse than <laughs> the Liverpool
1: 5 0 defeat. It
2: was quite frankly, yeah, <laughs>
1: um, At least Liverpool were a good team, Watford. Are... Yeah,
2: yeah. So they, they, got, Watford? they got Ralph in for half a season, and in a way, that seemed like a smart move just to steady the ship and i oh know he hasn't been in management for like 10 years but he is vastly experienced and uh, being a director hopefully uh that allows us to actually target a manager of high quality and caliber i do want ten hog is he actually going to be a director though uh,
1: he's going to he's going to be a
2: consultant he's, gonna a consultant. he's not going to be a director what does that mean though so is he consult- <laughs> <is anyone gonna laughs> hopefully <to> when, it? <laughs> when a new manager comes in he can just tell them this player's been shit this player's been good i imagine that He'll just say everybody's been bad but I don't know it'll, I hopefully don't it'll times, yeah, there won't be too many positives yeah. so. Um but hopefully for, if a new manager does come in uh, when they do um, it'll help ease them in in a way Ten Hag I feel like
1: at, from where you were at the start of the season you know obviously there was supposed to be a full, you know person title race it looks like it's a two team one now for and City Chelsea are sort of in third place no man's land I don't think anyone will catch them mm. but they're too far away to catch City and Liverpool and there's a for four. But United were very much in the, the title conversation, especially, you know, Sancho, Varane. You may pick they tend Ronaldo. to be,
2: yeah, they tend to be at the start. And then a few and games then in. It just didn't. I just feel like it didn't work out. the way the Solskjaer played and the players we signed didn't fit his sort of tactical desires, um, which which seemed to be more counter-attack. And maybe at the end it was trying to push away from that Um that style. Even when Ralph came in, he tried to implement this sort of four triple two formation, but that soon went out of the window because it just didn't work. Didn't get the results. So we gone back. I mean, to the problem it. is,
1: if you've got almost it's very totally similar to PSG really. You've got lots of good individual players that don't work well together.
2: Yeah, I, and I do feel like the main area that we've been needing to um, improve, which is the midfield, we haven't done that for quite some time now we've had like Still this on fred. yeah fred matic and mctominay have been like the rotating players yeah. in that deepest position which is you know not world-class level although fred had a good game against fred had a really up, good game he, he was probably the Matic's second best matic did not player. have a good
1: game he probably was just... no not, <laughs> but not as fred much. A good game. yeah
2: yeah and rashford was basically not there anonymous anonymous yeah, yeah. shocking game
0: should we move on to the other team that's probably in more trouble than united Everton
1: considerably more trouble. Yes, um, only well, one win in five. Awful form.
0: Well, I was just I was just looking. They've only won. They've only won one Premier League game in 2020, which was a three 0 to bad? Leeds. I
1: mean. Um, they yeah yeah they that was the Beels to Leeds when they were
0: yeah collapsing. just at the end of this tenure. They've they've done um all right in the FA Cup, getting through. Um, uh, they beat
2: Bournemouth. Uh, we can't really
0: done well. Well they've so they've done so the FA Cup they beat Hull three two, um they beat Brentford four one and then they beat Boreham Wood in the Yeah, fifth round. I mean that's a quite an easy but run. I don't, don't think
1: Everton fans will be too yeah, happy too- if they have a if they have a good cup run, but get relegated. I think they no. have, I don't think
0: Maybe that will come. So I'm they on. lost today against Wolves, um and
2: then they they've got Newcastle they've
1: next, got Newcastle and then Palace. Yeah.
2: Which. Oh, Palace in the FA
1: Cup. So, they could be out of that, basically, then. Yeah, but they've got Newcastle, and then, I think, West Ham, and then United, United. Liverpool, Chelsea. So, the end for them so not, is very difficult. It is that difficult. Yeah, and they, they're in serious trouble. I mean, the only thing that I think could save them is that the teams below them are also not playing well. Yeah, that... That is true. I think they could be sort of the best of the worst, <laughs> and that could probably be their only saving grace yeah. at the moment because they're playing so poorly.
2: You got to it's, think when Lampard—it's not okay, even like it's, they're getting unlucky. He's, he's it's, changed nothing really in terms of the form or, or you know, the amount of goals scored. It's—I—I I think the signing of, of Lampard is just not going to help them out at all.
0: I don't—I don't think it's uh, Lampard. Obviously, ha- would have should have some bounce back in the team, but. I I think it's a problem higher up in Everton rather than yeah, well, the mentality of the club rather than their, their signings
2: historically have been absolutely woeful in the last five ten years. You know the the money they've spent on Walcott, Wobe and you know that kind of player has been dreadful. Their their defensive basically championship level, but so is for the Norwich as well. That's that's championship level, so is for Watford. They do have some good players though on paper: Van der Beek, Deli Ali, Decore, Allen.
1: Carveth Lewis and, Charleston. and Charleston. they've got good players. Was good last year.
2: I mean, it's just about getting the best out of them.
1: It's got to be a confidence thing as well. I think, oh, for know, sure. It definitely. seems to be you know they're spiraling into a downward. I'm sure they didn't they expect
2: to be near the bottom. The players.
1: I mean, they need a bit of luck to you know. It's like everyone talks about confidence in strikers It's confidence in the team. Really, they need a a lucky win or something. Or
0: yeah, not having not having a win
1: in the Premier League for a long time. It's, not... it's very damaging for them, but. I think they'll just about survive because I think Warford, Burnley, and Norwich are just as bad, and they can't really sit below them.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I'm really worried about Everton. I think they'll probably.
1: I I could see them, they like... just
2: survive, but I think they could. I mean,
0: Burnley in. look to be on a semi decent run of form at the moment. They seem to be. Well, Burnley... they lost their last. Three, yeah, Burnley aren't
2: on a great run. They got City next, no. so they'll lose that. But the games following that do seem to be a little bit easier so hopefully yes. just points off,
1: yeah well they've almost run out of games in hand so they're they are yeah is a table sign for looking more accurately where they're going to be but Everton do have quite a few game in hands so if they can turn it around you know they have they still have time to save their season you know, i think they've got plenty of options
2: yeah everton near the end of the season have harder fixtures, but Burnley have harder fixtures coming up.
1: I think they're even, you know, they're going to struggle to keep hold of players in the summer. You know, Calvert-Lewin, which Harderton may not fancy... Yeah, Calvert-Lewin's linked to continuing Arsenal. Continuing their, um, their stay with the club, if this is sort of the standards. Yeah, quite season, a lot of players. You know? There's a lot of deadwood that needs to be shifted off. It seems like quite a few teams need a complete overhaul, really, in the, in the Premier League. Yeah. Newcastle's obviously going to go through one, yeah. Everton need one, United need one. Tottenham. Tottenham need one. Arsenal in the process, what do they look like it's starting to work out for them? It will be, it'll be an interesting couple of seasons
0: coming up, to see what happens and see what comes up from the championship as well. Especially Fulham, Fulham are doing really well. So it would be interesting to see whether they go straight back no. down
1: or... And has got about 400 goals or something. He won't play in the
2: Premier League, though, if it's it's (laughs) Scotland. He will not play in the Premier League, sadly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's the greatest championship striker of all time, but nobody will ever play him in the Premier League. He's too good for the championship, but not good enough for the Premier League.
0: Probably needs to move abroad to the top. Maybe the Premier League's a bit too hard for him,
1: but we will see. So anyway, he doesn't. Exceed. I'm sure he'll score yeah. a few I'd, goals. He'll do, I, I yeah, think, especially be. if Fulham decide to actually play. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. I think they will this year. Next year.
0: Uh, should we move on from football and move to F1? Yes. Probably. Uh, surprising to me. Uh, Kevin Magnussen has returned to F1 after 18 months, I believe.
1: I think you sort of semi called this on the last podcast, yeah. you know, that you go for an experienced driver. Yes, well, we yeah, had a few and names, that's... didn't we? Like
2: that, we thought it could be Hulkenberg, Magnussen, Grosjean. But Magnussen does seem like the, the one of the best choices because he's got a lot of experience in the team. He knows the 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 staff, the engineers.
1: Mm, yeah, smart decision. Yeah,
2: well, he could, he can. Um,
0: it'd be good. it be good test for Mick Schumacher as well because obviously he beat um, Nik- Nikita Mazepin pretty comfortably in most races. I think it'll help Shimako as well. So have someone
1: you can ask questions of and your experience.
2: It's never good when there's two rookies for a team. It's there's nobody you can learn from in a way. So hopefully it does help, um, push his, his career and his development.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I don't know if either of you've been watching the Bahrain test, but I mean, Hass. I think I did call it last week. Haas actually looked quite good, obviously topping, mm. um, table. Got the fastest lap on day two, and then Mick was fastest yesterday or second fastest yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So, um, looks like they might have a good package.
2: The interesting thing is that their timing in Bahrain for the practice was quicker than their qualifying time from the previous year. So, you can tell their car has improved this year, just how much is yet to be seen because it's it's not the best determinator of, of how. Teams have improved um, testing. It gives nice. you a, gives a little side.
1: bit of an indicator. We saw Red Bull last season. You know, they looked very good in the practice sessions and that turned out to, to be reality. But we'll we'll see how it goes this season because obviously it's brand new regulations, brand new cars. Mm. It's yeah, it looks- it's exciting though. I like it. There's, you know, it's a lot of intrigue as, as to who's going to do well. Everyone has continued to have a go at Mercedes. Yeah, um, over there, side pods. Side pods. Or lack of them. Yes, yeah, it's lack of them. Ferrari look to actually
0: be probably one of the most comfortable teams on the grid at the moment. Yeah, um, a lot of
2: drivers are saying
0: that they look pretty comfortable. Uh, Look, they look fast as well. Um, I think they've topped the first day, I believe. I think, and Red Bull topped the third day. But yeah, they've um, constantly been up there. Looks like they might have a good season. I think some drivers said that they might be favourites to actually win the first race.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we'll wait and see because who knows of that. I imagine yeah. Mercedes will definitely be up there.
0: Yeah, Mes- somewhere, um, Mercedes look to... I mean, I've seen people writing Mercedes off, but and then someone said, don't write Mercedes off. They did this
1: last season. Yeah, yeah. It, it, never write like Mercedes Never write like
2: Hamilton off. No. I think Hamilton said he's not happy with the car, but I think every he does say that as well. He says every race he's
0: not happy with his tyres, and then goes and does a fastest lap. So yeah, that is true. That is true. Probably, probably one of the most worrying um, to come out of this actually weekend was McLaren. Um, their brakes—they look like to have mm. a brake issue. They've had con- constantly issues with this week, and also Daniel Ricciardo has tested positive for Corona. Corona. So he's Norris had to step in, didn't he? Yeah, Norris did all three days. Um, I think they've been talking to each other, but. I think he might be out depending on his results. He could be out for the race. Yeah, to it's touch with. and goes and it? it's it's a bit risky. But so who who will step into his shoes will be interesting. But I did see um Alpine have released um Oscar Piasca. Piasca? Yep, Piastri um to fill in if he if he's needed. That's good.
2: I saw so, though Williams have re- reliability issues as well.
0: Yes, yeah, Williams. Looked, I mean what a
1: car itself. <laughs> yeah. It's quite unreliable. Yeah, exactly. Which...
2: As it goes back, but well, their yeah. car was looking all right before that, actually. It's yeah,
1: awesome. I'm, I mean, it's one of his best It's happened now, I guess. And you know, no one got hurt, and I'm sure they can fix it. The, the
2: funny thing was, um, Albon was actually doing the commentary at the time when the Latifi's car set on fire. Yeah, I saw that. It's <laughs> like, oh, that's not meant to happen. <laughs> Commentator's curse, I think they called it.
3: Yeah,
1: but um,
0: yeah, it looks. Look teeing up to be a good season, especially as
1: a lot of the teams look to be a lot closer. Which is what we all want. Yes, yes for sure. Two-way ties was, you know, very entertaining last season. hopefully we can get maybe a few more people involved. Yeah,
2: one week to go as well. So we'll keep you updated on the news stories. And...
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely a
0: big week next week for F one, and I think there's a few big, a few good football games coming up as well. So be interesting next week. Should we move on? I believe Toby's done the quiz this week. I have done a um, quiz for the yes. first, first quiz of this podcast. So it will be me versus Aaron. Ooh,
3: detention.
2: So yeah, I will go through the questions. Um, I uh, if you want to buzz in, go for that. Uh, what's your buzzes? Do you have like a special buzz?
0: I go for buzz. I go for ding. All right, classics.
2: The classics. All right. Okay. First question: What year did the Champions League start?
1: And I mean. The- the, the Champions League champion or the European when car. they
2: called it the Champions League. Nine. So when they rebranded yeah, buzz. it, go on, Aaron 93. Incorrect. Uh, let's go 97. That's incorrect. Aaron was near it. It was
1: 92. That's oh, <laughs> <no. laughs> yeah. difficult. One. Oh, so. Was that Marseille? They win it like uh, and then they cheated or something? Or was that the season after?
3: I can't,
2: it might be the season after. I can't remember. In yeah, 92, uh, I'll give you a bonus point if you know when the actual. European Cup started. This is not actually a Ooh. question,
1: but buzz. <clears throat> go for it. Sixty-eight, Joe. Joe, do you, you want to take that, a
2: stab?
0: Way than that. Um, just go sixty-nine.
2: <laughs> oh, it's fifty-five.
3: Oh, yeah, quite a while. way earlier.
2: Yeah. All right. Question two: What club did Sir Alex Ferguson manage before managing Aberdeen? Uh, this was during the years nineteen seventy-five to seventy-eight.
1: I was primed to say Amber Dean then. I know, I know. <laughs> I know. Absolutely, fully committed. I have no idea. No. I have no clue either. If I, I say they play guess.
2: in white and black, I'll, I'll tell you, it's St. Mirren. Well, I, yeah. I thought they played in green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no idea, I had no idea. <laughs> okay, next question. World Cup 2010, Serbia beat Germany 1-0. Name Serbia's back four. So- oh, yeah, no, no, no. This is having a laugh this at some is, of these. It's people. easier than you think it is. <laughs> what is it's it? easier than you think it is. Um, so, right, Serbia, Serbia. you can work together on this. All
1: right. Well, Ivanovic has got
2: to be in there. Ivanovic is on there. He's playing right back.
1: Daniel He's Danish.
2: He's it Serbian. One? So, you got the left back, centre back, another centre back. Kolarov? Kolarov, you've got the, both four backs now. Two centre backs, yes. One of them is very famous. That's going to be Vidic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then one of them's less famous but still famous. Skirtle, Skirtle. Sorry. No, he's
1: oh. slow
2: back in. I think. I'll give you a clue. You play for Dortmund, this guy.
1: Oh, Subotic. Super
2: yes. All righty. Get a point, anyway. Oh, we got two. Yeah, you got uh, you, you got three. Aaron got three, you yeah. got one, Joe. Uh, next question. Uh, Chelsea's favorite player, uh. One of the longest standing players, I think. Maybe not anymore, but Lucas Piazon. Everybody's favourite one. Um, name three clubs he's played for other than Chelsea.
1: Fulham. Oh, sorry, Buzz. Yep. Fulham. Uh, I think, did he do a stint at Sociedad? Somewhere in Spain. I don't think it was Sociedad, actually. on oh. Arnhem. Everyone goes to Viettiz Arnhem. Yeah. Joe, you got
2: going to pop in? Any...
1: If you can pop in the last one. I, I can't remember. Atlanta?
2: Atlanta. No, I'll say championship. It's Swansea? Did you do Swansea? Didn't No. no. I'll will t- tell you. He played for Reading, Fulham, Chievo Verona, Rio Ave, Malaga, Sao Paulo,
1: Malaga. That's Frankfurt.
2: There was a lot of
1: options, to be fair. They got a similar kit. That's what. I yeah, they did.
2: They was. did. All right. So I'll, the next bit is uh, player transfer paths. So I'll tell you a player and where the teams they played for and stuff like that. Okay, so this guy started off at uh, Barcelona Academy and then went to Manchester United in the year 2004. Piquet? Yes, it's Gerard Piquet. Oh, that's that's a good shout. Nice and quick, that yeah. one. This one might be a little bit more difficult. I don't know. Probably not. Okay, started off at Corinthians in 2016, then moved to Bordeaux for two years and then moved to Barcelona in
1: 2018. Oh, um, Malcolm.
2: Malcolm is correct. Gotta love Malcolm. He's at Zenit now. What happens? We'll see at we'll Zenit. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Alright, uh, this one is uh, F1 player, Korean paths. Uh, so he started off at uh, Sauber in the year 2001, and then he went to McLaren from 2002 to 2006. Alonso? It? It's not Alonso. And then, it's 2006, were told. No, no, no. Or... 2007 to 2009. At Ferrari.
1: Clowns Ferrari.
2: And then... Oh, is it... gone? Barrichello? No. And this, this will give it away. 2010 to 2011, he left the sport. Oh, is it Kimi? It is Kimi. You're right, Oh, of course. of course. So, 94 to 95, Williams. And then 96 to 2004, McLaren. Oh, long stint. It is quite a long <laughs> stint, yeah. So, after that period with McLaren, this guy moved to Red Bull for 2005 to 2008. And then he retired. Wow, he's impressive. British, if that helps.
1: I'm drawing a blank. It's down to you, Joe.
2: Um, Mark Webber. I think he might have been teammates with Mark Webber at one point.
1: Mark Webber's Australian. Yeah,
2: he's not British. Yeah. I'll give you. I'll, I'll tell you what It's It's David Coulthard. Oh, he does all the interviews now.
1: Doesn't yeah, he? he's on. on yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, okay. So the next one is name three Finnish drivers. You've already named. Uh, Kimmy, obviously.
1: Yep. Uh, Valtu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bottas. And, uh, one more. <laughs> I knew it would be the third one that's there. <laughs> The other one. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, is it recent?
2: Not really, but there's famous ones. Famous oh, yeah, Ma- McLaren driver, Mika Hakkinen. Does that ring a bell?
1: Uh, rings a bell? Rings a bell. Wouldn't have, wouldn't have thought of it. But there's the also
2: Nico Rosberg's father, Kike Rosberg was Finnish, or drove one of the Finnish flag. Uh, Heike Kovalainen was probably the most recent one. He drove, for, I think, McLaren as well. Um All right, who holds the lap records at Belgium, Mexico, Canada, and Brazil? And I'll give you a clue. He is a driver we recently mentioned.
1: We just listed about five. Yeah, well, it's one assumed. of those. <laughs> Vouchery? It is Vouchery. Yeah. yeah. And then... It's got to be the recent ones with the fastest.
2: Yeah, car. for sure. Uh, name the last three F two championship winners.
1: Mick Schumacher. Uh,
2: give me the years. So well,
1: oh, that, that wasn't the original question. I oh, start from twenty twenty one, going back to two thousand nineteen. I don't know how to do it in order. <laughs> I'll give you one point as Mick's one of them, uh, and uh, then it's uh, Oscar Piastri. Yeah. Piastri, yeah, Piastri was, last, he was a, yeah. The Dutch bloke wasn't it? his name. Yeah, I think he's Dutch. Yeah, something to something. Oh, he's close. Oh, what was his name? That's so annoying. He was going to take one of the seats. Do you want it? the he's initials? Him... or? I'll take the initials. Okay. N-D-B.
2: The D is like a small D, I guess.
0: Yeah. I can see his name. I can see
2: his face. I can't picture his name. No, yeah, you're going to have to say Nick it. Nick DeVries. That's the De Vries. one. DeVries. That ends the quiz, ladies and gentlemen.
0: I, I think Aaron won With,
2: that. With uh, oh. a... scores on the doors... <laughs> Aaron's got eight. Joe, you got three. Congrats, Aaron. Yeah, completely. Merci Congratulations, Aaron.
1: I mean, we both need to have our game. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or,
0: or Toby needs to make the quiz easier. <laughs> one of the
2: two. We'll, go with one one of that.
0: two. we'll go with that. And that leads us to the end of our... Podcasts, please like subscribe and review um and get in contact via our socials uh on twitter is at the pitch cider and the instagram is the grass and gravel podcast or by email at grass and gravel podcast at gmail.com and uh, with any comments and questions you have for us and we may feature them in the next episode thank you for joining us aaron for being our first no, guest thank you time. thank
1: you pleasure to be back again
0: and um Thank you, Toby, for always joining us. Thank you. I've got no choice. (laughs) Um, And thank you for the listener, for listening. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.